Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to have you with us again this week. And uh, we are currently in the, you know, in the throes of our latest series called Desiring the Kingdom, uh, looking through the books of First and Second Kings. And this week, uh, we were in First Kings chapter 4, which the title started out with as Wisdom for Dummies, but then it... Uh, it uh, morphed into the greater Solomon, which greater which, than Solomon, greater yeah. than Solomon, which comes from where in, in the New Testament? It's Jesus. two places. Matthew 12, I believe Matthew twelve forty two. I might be 42. wrong. But I'm, I right. think that's what it is. Yeah. So the greater Solomon. So if you haven't seen that and you haven't uh, been able to listen to that, you can find it on our web website at whitefieldschurch.com or of course, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, it's up there on Google Play already and, of course, Apple Music. Any any place that you find your podcast, you can download that and take a listen. I really encourage you to do that. So really insightful. We're getting into the life of Solomon and just into those passages about Solomon's wealth, Solomon's wisdom. And we talked about that in Chapter 4 uh, this week as well, just looking at uh, just all the all it took to feed all these people and all the people that came to visit him because of his great wisdom. And, but one of the questions that when you take a look at the, when you take a look at Kings, just the, the books of Kings and is that comes up, that comes up is like, was, was Israel even supposed to have a King? Because there seems to be some conflicting, you know, evidence, you know, to the fact that was, was, was God even, was it within his, you know, will for them to even have a king? Yeah. And this came up during the sermon in the uh, topic, the second point, which we called the problem with horses. And of course, you remember the problem with horses is that the law of Moses had given some parameters for what kings were to do and what they were not to do in Deuteronomy chapter 17. And one of the things said specifically, kings are not supposed to have uh, accumulate, they're not to accumulate horses and chariots to themselves. And it's almost like Solomon read that and then did exactly what it said not to do. And, and if there's any question about that, you see that that goes on to say they shall not, um, one thing it says, they shall not lead the people back to Egypt, which he didn't. Okay. So there's that, but then it also says they're not to accumulate many wives to themselves, nor a lot of money. And he did you know, three out of the four, he did to a T. Um, and so really the issue is one of disobedience, but you're right. The question is, were they ever supposed to have a king? And the reason this comes up is because in first Samuel chapter eight, uh, you remember that is when the people of Israel, having come through the time of the judges, they start demanding a king. And their reasoning is we want to have a king so that we can fit in with everybody else. We want to have a king so we can be like others. And um, God says, you know, you are rejecting me. You remember Samuel, the prophet, feels like he's been rejected as the leader of the nation. And God says, no, 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 they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me as their king. And it's this idea that Israel was a theocracy, a true theocracy, with God as their ruler. God gave the laws, God gave the judgments, and then they had human people who were kind of in between people, right? Who mediated on behalf of God to the people, uh, prophets, and of course the priests, uh, the prophets really functioning more as like the pastors of the people. Every now and then they would have judges who would rise up to lead the people for a time or in a, in a battle or war or a season. And then they would kind of stop being, they wouldn't become the king. You remember that they tried to make Gideon their king one time and Gideon said, no, no, no. I will not be your king is one of the good things he did. He did the weird thing with the ephod. 
That's a, that was a bit shady, but the point is that he did the right thing when he said that he wouldn't be king. And so then this time comes and people start saying, we need a king, we need a king, we need a king. And God says to Samuel, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. And it, it brings up this question, was, were they ever supposed to have a king? And um, the reason why it's confusing is because in Deuteronomy chapter 17, it says, when you come into the land that the Lord your God will give you, and you say, set a king over us just like all the other nations, then um, here are the rules for the king. So God saw that they were going to have a king in the future and gave them rules for it. Now, there's two ways of viewing this. Way number one says, Israel was indeed supposed to have a king, that it was God's will and plan for them to have a king. But the first king they were to have was not Saul, um, but David the man after God's heart, who God was going to raise up as a shepherd, etc. And then they would say the reason God gave them Saul in the way he did, that that was a kind of judgment from God where you say, I want this so many times that God says, fine, you want to see what it's like to have it. I'll let you have what you want and you'll get to uh, see what it's like and see that it's not, not that great. And that's essentially what happened with Saul. The other view on this says that in Deuteronomy God basically knew ahead of time that they were going to insist one day in having a king. And so he said, okay, but here are the parameters for that. So it was never really God's um, will or desire, let's say the word desire instead, but that God permitted it to happen. And, um, and essentially the whole process of having a king was a form of judgment. Here's where I land on it. I actually hold the view that says that I think that God did want them to have a king uh, all along. I don't believe, I think that David was intended to be the king. That was the desire of God. And then of course, then he gave them Saul as a kind of, um, kind of judgment or punishment. Here's why I think that God always wanted them to have a king. Two main reasons that I would give you. One is the fact that in the book of Judges, over and over, it uses this phrase that says, in these days, there was no king in Israel. And everybody did what was right in their own eyes. Um, the purpose of having an earthly king then is to be an executor of judgment and, and rules. Basically the laws, they uphold the laws. And you see that the disaster that not having a human king caused in the time of the judges, and it really comes to a climax at the end of the book where there's this weird, terrible story about this man who has this, uh, he hires a Levite, right, to like be his own personal priest. And then there's something with a concubine and then they chop her up and send her out in 12 pieces to the different tribes. It's like, whoa, where, what has happened here? And those kinds of things don't happen under the kings until they do, of course, when the kings go bad. Okay, that's the first one. The judges really says that um, because there was no king, these are the bad things that happen. The other reason is because um, the Messiah is later described as a king with a kingdom and as a savior. And now one way to look at that is to say, okay, God basically used this whole thing that they had a king and said, okay, well, the Messiah is going to be the true king true kingdom, etc. But I would say there's so much foreshadowing about the Messiah as a king that I think the need to have a king that we see in Judges and then the kind of foreshadowing of what a good king can be in David and even into Solomon a little bit as well, I think that these would, would be important foreshadowings to prepare the hearts of the people for the true king Jesus, who would one day come. And I think that these were all intended by God. Um, I think that um, 
the whole desire to have a king, the reason they wanted a king was the problem, not the idea of having a king in at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, you know, I, you and I have discussed this and I probably, I still probably fall on the side that, that it was never a God's intention for them to have a king. It was more kind of his lesser will, just as it wasn't his intention for, for Adam and Eve to fall in the garden. It's, it's basically God having to bail us out, you know, and um, and I think it fits within the character of the Israelites. They always accepted less than what God wanted to give them. And God wanted to give them the promised land and instead they rejected that and they walked around for 40 years. God wanted to be their God, except they decided that's not good for us. We need to create a golden calf, something that represents what we feel God should be and look like. And then again, God... God wanted to be their king, but they wanted to settle for something that was less lesser than that. And and I think just for me, it just it was more kind of a fit seems to fit in that pattern. But I, I completely understand, you know, going back to Deuteronomy and seeing that you guys like, well, w- when there are going to be kings, I'm going to choose a king, and I'm going and these are the parameters I want to I want to set, you know. But it does go. And then Samuel comes along and says, well, this is what these kings are going to do. They're going to and it, from that point of view, it kind of seems like a punishment because he's like, they're going to take 10% of everything you have. They're going to take your sons and your daughters and they're going to rule over you with, a you know, an iron fist kind of thing. And then as you see, you know, the sad history, like in Israel, not one good king, not one good king followed the Lord. And Judah was very spotty at best. And Even their best kings were not great. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I'm reading through that right now and, you know, it's just... Constant battle with the. I just read this whole section in 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 Second Kings about them. You know, again getting rid of all the prophets of Baal, and and it was just like this Jehu was getting rid of all the prophets of Baal, and and so it just seemed like. And then when you even look foreshadow into the New Testament, when you go into the New Testament, what was the thing that was most confusing about Jesus' ministry was the fact that they thought he was going to be the king to overthrow the Romans, and so it it yeah it was something that was kind of introduced that kind of really you know, made the water super murky. But, you know, again, it was, I think, us not taking what the Lord has given us, but wanting to create in our own image a God that we can touch and feel and, and mold into our own, in our own image. And, you know, and of course, Jesus was nothing like that and much more than what our imaginations. So I can't say that I come down on having... You know, we've discussed it some sure. more now. I, I think they're both valid valid viewpoints, um, and I don't think that we can really come down and say one's right and one's wrong. Um, it is a, definitely a very interesting discussion. Um, I think the one thing that would have stuck out to me is if I was an Israelite person and you're reading this, you would have been saying to yourself, but God did say in the law that one day we're going to have a king, so why not now, you know? And so... No, I totally agree, and and I, I also see uh, very valid about Jesus being a priest and king, you know, and the only one that could fulfill because that was something you know Saul got into trouble, of course, trying to be the priest and the king, and and um, that's kind of what got his kingdom taken away from him, and you know, but we see that in Jesus that the kingdom, the ruler, and the priest is fulfilled in Jesus Christ, right. you know. 
So great discussion. If you have any thoughts on on that, what do you think about it? I mean, the whole idea of was Israel supposed to have a king? Hey, let us know. I mean, that's uh, definitely something to talk about. It's a great, great question, you know, and it just as you dig deeper into it, you can all these kind of threads you can start pulling and, and understanding more about ourselves and about what God's purpose was uh, for his people here on earth. And so join us, please. Uh, first uh, Kings chapter four, if you haven't uh, been able to listen to it, get it whitefieldschurch.com. And uh, of course, on the podcast, you can find it there. Definitely share with it. Get, get on YouTube and subscribe and like and ring the bell and all that kind of stuff because it just kind of gets a higher profile for the page and uh, for our Facebook page. And more people connect with us online, especially we're online a lot now. And so that's just kind of our platform that's it's going out. And that's how we're disseminating the gospel right now. And so you can do your part by liking, subscribing if you haven't done it already on whatever platform you're doing. And sharing it and uh you know let's see what the lord does with this and we look forward to seeing you again next week god bless